I've got to, I've got to make a, a plan to kind of go on a bit of a trip. Well, don't worry, I'll protect you. I'm very good at that. I'm not, but I wanted to lie and make you feel better. Hi, I'm Jay. Susie invited me on your adventure. I've forgotten the most important thing of all. And um, she runs out the hall and just yelling, Trellis! Trellis! I need a gnome! Do you want to see a dragon? Do you want to go away for two days on an adventure where we might have to hike even with boots on and we can't do it with bare feet? Susie, you had me as adventure. And now we continue. You know, that kind of like very booming bass. It sounds like music, um, but clearly you can't quite hear all of it because you're outside. But it's quite an unusual form of music. You probably wouldn't be completely uh, sort of aware of it, especially as a half-elf, you know. Elves have a very um, like thespian style of culture, I suppose, for the most part. It's sort of... It's sort of, I don't want to use the word sophisticated, but in want of a better word, it has that kind of, there's, yeah, there's a lot more sort of harps and lutes and, and sort of stringed instruments, but this is, this is booming, you know, like you can, you can feel it in your chest as you approach. Um, and so probably outside of maybe one or two parties at the university itself. It's not the kind of music that you would expect to find in a town like this. Can you guys hear that? I mean, that's a bit weird. Um, Jay is drawn to that music like a moth to the flame. <laughs> Jay, wherever there's a party happening, that's where Jay wants to be. Uh, and there seems to be a party happening there, so Jay is just kind of like... It, whatever the group is is walking towards, Jay is maybe peeled off, and like that's where he's going. That is, he hasn't even thought about it. He's just his mm-hmm. feet are carrying him there. Guess yeah. we'll follow then. I mean, yeah. M doesn't look super keen. She's like, ah. <laughs> uh, uh. I was like, Trillis like, looks follows. at Amara just as they like turn to follow, and it's that moment of. Well, if we lose them now, then the university are going to be annoyed because we all have lost one already and it's not even a day gone by. Yeah. I mean, that that's got to be a new record for me. What was the old record? <laughs> you, you, you probably don't want to know. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, if you listen to, to what I tell you, I mean, dragons can be oh. a little bit... They can be a lot. But just, you know, listen to what I tell you. And also, I she, slips, she slips um, okay. a couple of coins to Amara, having lost the bet that they made along the road that Susie would be the first one to wander off. 
<laughs> awesome. And M just kind of like flicks it up in the air like she's tossing a coin, catches it and goes, cheers. Trilis just shakes her head as they walk off towards wherever Jay's wandered off to. <laughs> so as you're doing that interaction, Jay's probably yeah. already got inside. Like you've lost sight of him. He's yeah. already inside. <laughs> so for the rest of you, as you approach this uh, this tavern, eventually the the bass starts getting joined by the chorus of other instruments. And just beyond the sort of... You start hearing like a kind of like it all starts like revealing itself the closer you get. I was going to say, and are you going to do like a loop session for us right now? I was like, Ross is going to have some fun doing some recording. Something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is, yeah, I, I, um, as an aside, I really enjoy, um, I really enjoy creating diegetic scenes because. Most of what we do is not technically in the world. It's sort of wrapping around the story. And whenever I get a whenever I get a chance to actually like put real world sounds into the the episode, it's it's always a lot of fun. Uh, and you get inside, and this place is surprisingly packed. And some of you, um, why do you make a perception check? Okay. 14 for me. Ooh. Oh, 23. Uh, I rolled an 18, but I, I have a feeling that Jay is already kind of mm. well involved in whatever's happening. So I think, Susie, you would notice this especially. You walk inside and you take a look at the place and it is pumping there are there are people it's packed in like there is not a lot of personal space going on and probably actually you imagine this might be quite a challenging environment to navigate being kind of smaller than everyone else but yep. you look into the venue and it's huge like it's like the size of a barn with a big stage and there's these slightly glowing pulsating rocks and it seems that's where the sound's coming from almost like someone's cast thaumaturgy on them Mm -hmm. and you probably pop your head outside the building and back in and the inside is way too big for the size of the the outside building. Like, from the outside, it looked like some kind of country tavern. But on the inside, you know, it's the size of a good, like, large theatre venue. You know, there's there's way too much space going on inside. Susie's just going to tap Amara on the knee and just say, I think you can fit about three million more gelatinous cubes in here than you should. Uh, Jay shoulders his way through the crowd to get back to you and he's holding a drink in one hand and like a meat skewer on the other. This place is great. So I just killed it with the perception checks. Great. Not sure if you saw that or not, Uh, but I got a 21 and a 24. Damn. I know. Got an eight. Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense. I can see everyone's shins. (laughs) 
nine. Okay, so Susie and Trillis. Well, my disadvantage was actually an eight. Yeah. You we shot. You see his mouth moving, and you're sure there were words, but there's actually this strange phenomenon where it sounds like his voice is choppy. Which for our audience is something called comb filtering. Um, and it's what happens when you have a lot of noise in a large space. <laughs> We're a science podcast as well. Hey. Um, I won't get into it. It's really nerdy, but <laughs> anyway, let's just say when frequencies are competing with each other, sometimes they cancel each other out. But that's how noise cancelling headphones work. Noise cancelling headphones? Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. Um, I was laughing more at the, it's really nerdy. It's like, have, have you have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you, know, you know how you we listen to it? We talked about the taxonomy of oozes and yeah. <laughs> jellyfish. <laughs> but Amara, your, your, your ears are exceptional. Being an elf, half-elf especially, you know. Even even in this hectic environment, you mm-hmm. you still manage to hear what he's saying. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. You asked like where I got that. I I just kind of like point with the meat skewer at the bar. They're giving them away for free, mate. They are not giving them uh, away he, for it, free. <laughs> yeah. His his smile kind of like briefly fades for a moment, and then he looks back, and he just shrugs like. Eh. <laughs> uh, and if you want, I can roll a deception. Um, to, are you trying to deceive, or are you just sort of? Are you just being matter of fact? Because it's it's up to you. It's up to you. Um, Jay is very convincing when he comes to talking to people, um, and he definitely convinced someone or just it was on the the bar for somebody else and he just went oh that's mine thank you and then walked out before someone could take it um so he's not he's not lying but he is deceiving uh so if Mm -hmm. if she wanted to roll an insight to see if i'm being honest or not she could do that and i'd roll a deception (laughs) to counter Oh, look, Ben's being a DM in a game that he's not DMing. Sipping away, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, no, like, these, are the, these are the kind of things that are really character decisions, though. Like, only yeah, yeah. Ben knows whether he was intending to deceive, so... Yeah, uh, I'm going to roll a deception. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. Great. Roll a deception. <laughs> Okay. That's not the part I was giving mention. I, 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 I rolled a seven. He's not being very convincing. Yeah. Um, so Amara just kind of turns to Steve and in Draconic says, um, which Steve, like Steve is, is a pseudo dragon, so he's a pet companion. He can't talk, but I can kind of, I can talk to him um, and he can kind of reply to me in like, images almost like we've got a kind of slight telepathic link so he can kind of like give me images and and all that kind of stuff um so i'm I picturing kind of... sort of like how when when like ash talks to pikachu pikachu just says pika pika yes. and ash is like exactly <laughs> pretty much yeah this is exactly the relationship yeah um so she kind of turns to steve and go and says in draconic yeah we're gonna have to keep an eye on this one can you can you be my eyes for me and steve just kind of looks at her and like huffs which is his version of yes 
Hey folks, Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. You spend a, a bit of time sort of mingling around the crowd. Some of you may be wondering what's going on, you know, like... It, but for, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is a heckin' huge rave, you know, like it's just absolutely going off. And eventually the, the music fades down for a second and there, there is a voice come over the speaker and said, all right, all right, I'm MC Hammond Murr and you're listening to the freshest here straight out of Fear of Masters. Next up, we got an absolute banger. Dragon tears, and then just instantly, <laughs> the, the music starts up again. And you see this guy; you don't really understand why, but he's he's like turning this stone disc, and the stone disc has these grooves in it. And as he turns the disc, the music seems to go from forward to reverse, and then Are sort we of. We at are in the Flintstones. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> Trillis is just being buffeted by people, but she's like strong enough to hold her own space. Yeah. But it's just like whack, um, whack, because hips are flying. Susie is crowd surfing. <laughs> <laughs> Intentionally or? No, not at all. Trillis is probably actually, I take that back, is probably walking underneath where Susie is being crowd surfed so that she doesn't get lost. <laughs> No, can't help, but just like oh. Oh, keep track of the keep track of her, um, keep track yeah, of her. Where Amara's is she? very definitely getting up to her like you know she's she's had yeah. enough. She's like, mm-hmm. no, I need to get outside. This is too much. Um, can I roll some kind of perception to see if I see Susie being crowd surfed or do I just see that? <laughs> uh what what is Susie wearing? Like how um, she's wearing camouflage. So, she's not wearing camouflage. She <laughs> She mostly, she has like a brown coat, red pants and a yellow top and a blue scarf. Mm. So interestingly, Jay, you you don't really see, and I'll I'll give you this for free, you don't really see Susie, but you see this oddly fluorescent cube. And actually, a lot of people's clothing has this odd purplish glow to it. And I, I don't know how many raves Jay's been to, but it's kind of a cool effect. Uh, you know, it, it really gives the place an atmosphere. Uh, some people have these sticks and they look exactly like the ooze. It's almost like they're filled with it. And they're like the waving them in the air, you know, like backwards and forwards. Some do. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I, think, I think Jay has seen the, the ooze cube on Susie's shoulder and can recognize that's not a glow stick. That mm-hmm. is a glow cube. That's probably yeah. Susie's cube. So he's just kind of like, he, he'll finish the meat stick and just kind of like toss that away and shout out, Susie! Susie! <laughs> She's just like, there's no resistance. She's just lying there. She's accepted her fate. All right, make a perception check with disadvantage to see if you hear Jay's calling over the 
the crowd and the music. Oh, uh, that would be a nine. Okay. So it's kind of one of those weird phenomenons. When someone says your name, that's instantly more grabbing to you than it might other speech. And you definitely hear someone shouting your name, but unfortunately you can't place a direction on it. You know, sound is just washing everywhere in this place. Um, I'm just going to uh, yell out then. Um, Penelope, jump. And I want my cube, who has the stance of a toad, just to like jump off my chest up and down as a beacon. Okay. Um... There's, is there like a lot of people between Susie and me? Um, it's a rave, you said. Yes, I'm going to let fate decide that. Yeah, she's almost on the other end of the hall. Um, so Jay's going to like realize that Susie's really far away and in no control over where she is going or what's happening to her. And as Jay's probably been to a number of parties, um, knows that that's actually a pretty dangerous situation to be in if people aren't taking care of, of the, the surfer. So uh, Jay's going to want to try and get over to where Susie is to try to help her down and take care of her. Uh, and before he does this, though, because I, I imagine there's probably some check I need to make to get through this huge crowd, uh, he's going to say... Mother bless me and cast guidance on himself. <laughs> Great. Um, that's actually a fair point. Have I had to make any checks to keep up with being underneath Susie so that, because that's what I said I was doing. I will say that as a barbarian, you are more than strong enough to I'm, muscle I'm your way through, through people's anywhere. knees. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, on the other hand, yeah. I would have to do a, we'll call it athletics. Okay, so that's only a minus one. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Um, so athletics, uh, that is a five, but guidance lets me add a d4 to it. So we'll see how that goes. Probably not well. Ooh, that's a four. Okay, so that takes me to a nine. To nine. Still not great. I mean, it's, it's hard work, yeah. you know, like... People are sweaty, it's kind of gross, and, like, people are way too close to each other. But after some time, you you do manage to sort of, you know, pick a, a, a space when you see it and sort of sort of bump someone out the way as they're sort of jumping. How far has the crowd taken me to the stage? Oh, you are, like... I mean, OK, inside baseball, I rolled a D6... So the hall is split into six. You are five-sixths of your way towards the stage at this point. Okay, well, I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm on my back, look backwards and see the stage and try and get myself over there by rolling or moving or wiggling. I want to get on the stage. Cool. Um, You are quite small. Yeah, why don't you make an athletics check with advantage? I mean, people I, people are into can this. Can you do acrobatics instead? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you are being flipped around on top of people. Yeah, that seems. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just like trying to tumble my way over. Yeah, yeah. If you Susie's want to philosophy is just fine. because disaster, like everything around her happens very unluckily, but she's relatively lucky. Not this time, apparently. <laughs> Eight and a nine. With a, with a nine. <laughs> so you're, you're trying to sort of roll and position yourself, but like... The crowd being as chaotic as it is, like, 
one set of hands will move you one way and then someone else will like move you in a different direction and you're kind of being like not tossed back and forward but you just find yourself sort of pretty aimlessly moving from one place to the next and backwards and forwards and then sideways again so it's at this point that again the the music sort of fades down and uh, mc hammond mayor uh announces all right all right i want to thank our sponsors for this evening longwick brewing company they've dropped their prices on all of the liquor normally it'd be a gold piece tonight a single silver give it up for longwick brewing yeah and it, just the crowd's like woo! beer and liquor goes everywhere um <laughs> uh roll me a dexterity saving throw uh susie <laughs> all right <laughs> Oh dear. I'm getting very. <laughs> Trillis is underneath getting very wet right now because there's nothing she can do to dodge all of this. <laughs> all right. I'm Dexterity looking progressively less. Okay, oh no. That's not bad. Um, you managed to dodge like the worst of it somehow, even though even though there's just liquid everywhere, because you're small and sort of above it all, you just like managed to avoid the worst of like everyone's backwash essentially yeah I'm gonna use prestidigitation to clean myself off <laughs> it's not the first time it's happened <laughs> so this this party is gonna go on for probably a few hours more at this point like you got there really pretty close to the start with the sun just starting to go down um it's up to each of you how long you want to stay oh Um, Anne's out of there she's not yeah no Trillis is basically trying to get Susie to a place where Susie is not being thrown around the entire room and then wants to get out of there but I will happily get out of there once the crowd puts me down yeah um, Jay's goal is to get over to Susie, get her down, and then knowing what Jay knows about party venues, there has to be some kind of back door out, like a fire door, that he would go out rather than try to make his way back to the front door. Great. Yeah, and it's actually easy enough because there are there are, there are are doors clearly signed with sort of exit Um, on each side of the hall, probably about a third down and then two thirds down, like there are two sets on either side. Um, But it takes a little while, like people are quite rowdy and it probably takes about 40 minutes of like jostling and, and all that kind of stuff before eventually like you can see people are sort of a bit bored with the idea or maybe the drink has started to wear off and they they need to sort of go back to the bar to take sort of advantage of the cheap drinks um but eventually uh yeah you between between yourself and trillis you manage to sort of grab susie and with trillis's help especially it is surprisingly easy to get through the dance floor to one of these exit doors yeah, she's sort of leading the way, just, as I say, powering through people's knees, making gaps. Um, as we, as Just before we, we step out of the door, um, Jay would probably, like, turn around, see the rest of the party still going, and then, like, step out and mm-hmm. into the, the countryside. Could I roll a perception or an investigation check to see if I was able to notice any, or an arcana check, maybe, 
to see if I recognized um, any of the magic while I was crowd surfing that was making it either bigger or making the pumpy music flow. Yeah, yeah, roll an arcana check. I'm just on my back looking up at the ceiling. 14. It's actually fairly rudimentary magic. Um, so the, the, the stones were definitely enchanted with some kind of thermaturgy magic that was sort of producing that sound. But what's interesting is the the stone disc itself isn't magical. Um, it's actually just a stone disc. And the, the disc itself was being sort of traced by this really delicate... Um, it almost looks like a, the branch of a tree, but it's it's been really finely sort of crafted into a sharp point. And then from there, there's kind of like a metal tube that connects to this, this sort of splitter that goes to each of the rocks. And you're probably not sure exactly how it works, but it would have been obvious enough that like, the music was directly related to whatever is on that stone disc. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to bowl right out of there as soon as I, they're pushing me out the door. Trillis, before they get out the door, is going to turn to um, Jay and just say, can you see Amara? I don't see her in here. Great, so we've lost the leader of this ex- of this adventure then. Uh, good, well, good to know. I mean... We step out as we, as we door is open. Yeah. Do we see her outside? Yeah, she's sitting on the steps, looking up at the sky. Cool. But if we've gone out the back, hang on, wait. Are we going out the same door that you would have gone out? Because if we're at the opposite side of the building, that's not true. That's true. That's why I'm. That's why I've asked that yeah. question because it's we've been going out different exits. I mean, maybe she. I don't see her out here, but maybe she's uh, around the front waiting for us. Yeah, I feel like Amara's of the school of like. You know, if people are waiting to, or if people are trying to find you, stay in one place. They'll come to you. All right. Uh, Trillis, Susie, and Jay, I need each of you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Okie dokie. I rolled a seven, which is probably not going to be enough. Um, Wow, you all failed. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, I Um, rolled a four. Can I point out that I rolled a seven, which includes a plus four to con saves. <laughs> so I rolled a three. <laughs> Ouch. She's just been buffeted too much. She's just tired. She's been dealing with el- like knees yeah. and stuff on the way through. She's got nothing left. <laughs> she needs a minute. Um, actually, Ross, I'm going to mm. use one of my lucky rolls and re-roll that one. Makes sense. You're about to do a long rest. 22. Hey, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I might see it and use it to inspire the name of a character that I'm putting into the show. We've had a number of characters already show up in the show based on audience participation i love doing it it's great fun so if you would like to appear as a character in the show tweet about the show tag us on on instagram and then i might use your name as a future character inspiration i hope you're enjoying this cool side story that ross is dming i'm enjoying playing jay once again but if you're missing the dungeons and doctorates regular adventurer team don't worry they'll be back again soon enough 
If you would like to leave a message in this part of the show for a special someone, whether that is a DM, a fellow player, maybe an out of DNC special someone, fill out the form on our Google Forms. It's simple, it's quick, and then you can have one of us deliver a message for you here in the show. The next episode of the show is coming out next Thursday, the 25th of November. It's absolutely crazy that we're coming up to the end of the year. It's gone by so fast. I'm not going to hold this up any longer. Let's get back to the episode right now. Okay. So, Jay, you're a kind of veteran of these events. You walk outside and you're just like, hmm, fresh air. Good, good, good change. Yep. Use presentation, clean himself, make himself fresh. Yeah. Trillis and Susie, your ears are ringing, like, really loud. And it's a bit disorienting, actually. Like, this is not very nice. You know, it's uh, like your balance seems a little off. Um, And you both have disadvantage on all perception checks that rely on hearing for the next 24 hours. Ooh, 24 hours. Ouch. But only only fun. hearing, not like sight and, and stuff like that. There she is. Amara, hi. Hey. You guys got out okay? No. Yeah, I mean, you were kind of being hoisted about a little bit there, Susie. You were right. Oh, it happens all the time. I think that generally I'm less dense than the rest of the crowd, so I just float up to the top. But it's the ears that's the real problem. Oh, really? Yes, I think it's something like tinnitus or something. It's not great, but um, again, not the first time it's happened. Yeah, see, that's why I don't like going to these sorts of things. I mean, I need to kind of keep my my hearing pristine, you know? Got to be waiting for all of those dragons to, like, creep up on me. Got to get the jump on them. I would assume that a dragon would be loud enough to hear it. See, you'd assume these things, right? And that's why you'd be dead. Oh, well, mm. glad that's, you're here. That's a bit harsh. Mm-hmm. That's a bit harsh there. That's Quite extreme. Harsh. I mean, well, I'm just telling it like it is. It's, you got to, you know, you got to respect these animals. They're, you know, they're, they're big, but they're magnificent. Oh, I mean, as long as you treat them with respect and recognize that they can actually be the death of you, then, you know, you'll be fine. That sounds like a gelatinous cube. Yeah, not dissimilar. I mean... Very dissimilar. But... Uh, and she kind of, like, looks at, at Susie and goes... Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> Let's find somewhere to sleep. I think yeah. these these two could probably use a good night's rest. Yes, please. Is there some sort of inn around? I think or we just are walked we out of it. Roughing we? it under the stars. So there are other inns. Um, actually, I say other inns, plural. That there's one other inn. That the town isn't huge, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, that you could find, or you know, Amara, you are skilled in survival. Um, if mm-hmm. you wanted to find a place to camp, uh, just outside of the town, uh, outside the town walls, uh, you could do that as well. Um, I mean, we've got all the camping gear. We could either camp or we could go and see and try our luck at the inn. What do you guys reckon? I'm good for camping. Yeah? I've got my bedroll. Yeah, I'm good. 
What about? Bonjour, my entire way. Okay. It's not ra- not raining or anything, is it? No, the weather's the weather like? really nice. It's it's a it's a little cold, you know. Um, there there are very spotty instances of dark sky where there are clouds, which for us modern folk would seem a little weird, but that's how cities work. Uh, but when you're in the middle of nowhere, clouds actually obscure the sky. Who knew? Um, but it it's it's a nice night, you know. It's it's. It's a good night for camping. All right. I'll okay. roll a survival then. I got a 16. Cool. Yeah, so with that, you travel a little bit outside of the town. You're you're a bit weary about just setting up camp right outside the walls of the town. You know, the town guards, probably from your experience, aren't massively fond of people just sort of pitching a tent outside the town gates. But, um, you know, you, you sort of head down the main sort of track south a little bit and there's a nice little grove you know where you could set up a a few tents uh there's a little bit of cover in the trees Mm -hmm. uh easy to make a a campfire that sort of thing all right and myra's gonna start like pointing out good places for the others to set up their tents and then she'll grab some rocks and set up a campfire in the center of everything um, Jay is going to do what he can to make himself helpful um, with setting up the camp. Uh, the first thing he does, though, is like he finds a spot that he thinks is nice and then like pats the ground and then uses mold earth to just flatten it nicely for himself. Mm-hmm. And then rolls his bed bed um, bed roll out. That's a bit handy. Oh, it's, you know, just a bit, a few things I picked up along the way. Uh, let me help you with that fire and I'll use prestidigitation and just ignite it. <laughs> Em's like there with two rocks going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Susie's going to sit next to the fire, having not set up a camp at all, um, and turn to Jay and say, have you ever been to one of those raids before where they did the thing with the, the rock and made it really loud? Yes. Uh, I've been to a couple of them, mostly in Ferramossus, um, but yeah, actually I'm pretty only exclusively in Ferramossus, but yeah, it's they're cool. They're good fun. Lots of people, uh, usually plenty of, of, of food and drinks. It's good. What do you think? I think I want to go to another one because I've got an idea. Well, I was thinking while I was up there crowd surfing and wondering whether I would even live to see another day that maybe oozes being non-Newtonian might behave in the same way as worms do when you put lots of sound in them and they might jiggle around. In fact, and she's just going to like sit cross-legged and start doing like minor illusion simulations, essentially going through a whole bunch of computer simulations, but with her minor illusions of what an ooze might do if it was on top of one of these speakers. I think Jay probably realises that Susie is no longer talking to him and is just... (laughs) Trillis is going to set up two people's yeah, worth of stuff because say. she's because Susie's not <laughs> doing anything remotely sensible. And it's it's just that, you know, they've lived in the same building for long enough that she's just like, I'm just going to do this because if I don't, then later I'm not going to have a bed because she's going to take mine and I'm just <laughs> going to need to set this up so that it's sorted. <laughs> but with no words, just like goes and does setting up. Probably... T- tries to set it up under a suitable tree so that there's less likelihood if it does happen to rain. 
and weather rolls in or whatever that she's going to get damp. She's also very much still covered in booze because no one bothered to help her <laughs> oh, clean <no>. up. <laughs> um, so she's setting up and slightly muttering to herself and like, you can bloody do magic on your own on your own clothing and your own selves and you don't bloody bother Just, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Jay rolls a 17. Does he hear that? that oh, yeah. I, I mean, you're a half-elf, you know. You well, not hear that. quite a half-elf, but close. Mm, mm. Um, okay, so Jay's going to walk over. Oh, sorry, I couldn't help but over here. Did you need me to uh, magically clean you? Would you like me to magically clean you? <laughs> so awkward. She's just going to look up at him, raise her eyebrows and continue doing what she's doing. There is no way that that sentence gets any form of response. Okay. <laughs> because that is, that is in a, a word, a little bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's like... Um, well, Jay is going to walk over, find some some stone pebbles that are just like uh, hand sized, and just like he's going to find four stone pebbles, press his digitation to clean them, and then use press his digitation to heat them, and pass them around and say to put at the bottom of your sleeping bags, just to heat them up a little bit. Oh. It's you know getting into autumn, a little chilly. Yeah. That's really thoughtful of you, mate. Thanks. Trillis now finds this immensely sus behaviour. So, like, we'll take it and we'll do the thing, but it's like, being nice, wait, being nice. Getting some real off vibes. Yeah. Um, having finished her simulations, Susie gets into um, Trillis's bed <laughs> and goes to sleep. Trillis sort of shakes her head in despair and goes and sits by the fire, having set up both people's worth of stuff. 